And yeah, I want to invite you to hang around. Um, Deb's going to be handing out hugs after service. So um, hang around. Uh, we, we got some goodies. Um, yeah. So it's kind of fitting that on uh, Deb's last Sunday, we, we've been in a series about our words, and, and on the 15th of July, we spoke just about how our words are powerful, and they, and they come from our heart, that our mouth is connected to our heart, and when we want to change the way we speak, we need to change our hearts. And then last Sunday, we, we, we spoke about listening, how we listen to wise counsel. Um, and this Sunday, we're going to speak about speaking up. There are times when we need to speak up, and I think Deb does a great job um, speaking up, but, but we're going to go a little bit deeper than, than just speaking up. How do, how do we speak to people? How do we approach people who um, maybe they're, they're in sin or they're heading into sin or, or, or there's just something going on in their lives, and, and are we called to, to speak up? And so, yeah, um, kind of the third part in, in this series. Um, so, Deb, uh, you do a great job speaking into people's lives. But yeah, last, gracias, sí. So, um, you know, one of the important things we spoke about last week was, are we able to listen to wise counsel? And, and who are we listening to? Uh, because it's, it's easy and it's, it's just been great to see how God is using these messages because there have been times where sometimes we just listen to ourselves and we're not able to listen to other people. There have been times where we, we listen to foolish people and, and we need to listen to, to wise people. And, and we said that listening starts with humility. And so, so humility was the key to listening well. This morning, the key to speaking well, to speaking up, is prayer. And so, so as we speak about this, I want you to keep prayer as, as, as that foundation. That's the key. That's the, yeah, it's really foundational to this morning's message is prayer. So let's pray, and we just get into this message well. Jesus, uh, we come to you now, and Father, there are times where we need to speak up. There are times where we need to speak because you place it on our hearts. And Father, we want to bathe those times in prayer. We always want to come and hear from you first, Jesus. And so, Lord, as we explore this whole concept, Lord, would we always go to prayer first? Lord, as we listen, would we be humble, and as we speak, would we be prayerful? So, Jesus, I pray that you would take my words and, and, and just let them go out, Lord. Would they be your words? Would, Lord, I just submit myself to you, more of you and less of me. And Lord, would you just empower your words here this morning, that we would be able to speak up when we need to, Jesus. Yeah, we pray this all in your name. Amen. So, so I want to paint a picture because there's, there's times where uh, we, we, we live in community, okay, which is a beautiful thing. And so there are times where we need to speak up and we need to speak into someone's life and we need to say something to them. Maybe, you know, as I said earlier, maybe there's, there's an area in their life that they're blind to or that, there's, that they're heading towards sin or that they're, something's not right. And how do we speak into that? And, and so what we tend to do is we, we tend to find ourselves on this continuum. We tend, you know, there, there's kind of extremes. And so on one end, there's the, hey, I will never say anything because 
I'm, I'm going to hurt that person, or, or it's not my role to speak up. Um, or, or one of the, the passages that gets quoted outside of the church a lot is, don't judge, okay? And so if you speak up, you're judging, and so don't say anything because that's not your place, not your role. And, and sometimes on that end of the scale, folks can say, oh, it's all about grace. We just need to give grace, more grace, and, and don't say anything. Don't speak into anyone's life. So that's one end of the continuum. The other end of the continuum is, is um, the folks who always have something to say. <laughs> um, you know, the, the, they, they're very verbal. Um, they would call themselves God's sledgehammer, uh, and they're self-appointed, okay? <laughs> um, and they're like, man, I've got something to say. And, and often, they can use God's Word, the Bible, as a weapon um, and cause a lot of pain. And, uh, you know, they, they would say, you know, Jesus really gave it to those sinners, and, and they would see themselves as, as weaving a whip with Jesus so they could just go out and, and, and you know, proclaim God's truth to anyone they meet. And so you kind of have this continuum, and, and, and where are we supposed to be? Are we supposed to be like that, like always calling people out? Or are we supposed to never call people out? What's, what's wise here? What's wisdom? Um, you know, it, does it depend on if they're a believer or not? Does it, what does it depend on? Um, when, when is the Holy Spirit, when does the Holy Spirit convict people? And when do we stand back and allow God to, through His Holy Spirit, to convict people? Um, I think many times for us, as we kind of look back, we've, we've probably been on both sides, where there have been times where we've, we've thought, you know what, I, I really need to say something to, to this person, and I really need to speak into their life and, 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 and maybe bring some conviction and speak in, and we haven't. And we've seen those people go on to, to really destroy um, relationships and destroy part of their life. And we, we, we feel maybe a, a sense of regret where we, we should have said something. And then there's other times where, where we, we've spoken up We've kind of shot our mouth off, and, um, and it hasn't gone well, and, and there was hurt and a relationship that was damaged. So I think we, we have experience with this. So the question is, are we called to speak into people's lives? And the answer is yes. We are called to speak into people's lives. Um, and, and that kind of runs contrary to, I think there's a cultural thing. When we moved here, you know, so I'm not from Iowa, and so it's, um, someone gave me a book about like Iowa and, and, and what Iowan people are like. And there was this term, Iowa nice. Okay? Iowa nice. And, and, and this Iowa nice thing is like, you know, if, if, if there's something going on in your life, I'll just smile and wave and walk away. Because I'm, you know, there's this like independence that I got to take care of my stuff and you, gotta be, you better take care of your stuff. And, and we're not going to kind of mix or, or get involved in each other's junk. And one of the things that I think one of the products of Iowa Nice is that it erodes community. Because in a, in a body, we, we have a sense of accountability to each other. And we can't just do the Iowa Nice thing and go like, yeah, God bless, I hope you figure that out. But I'm not going to get involved. And so, um, yeah, Proverbs uh, chapter 27, verse 5 and 6. Better is open rebuke than hidden love. So think about Iowa nice, okay? Better is open rebuke than hidden love. Wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. Yeah, I think um, Iowa nice, there's a lot of kissing up to people. 
Just, oh, that's wonderful, great, good for you, yeah, God bless. Yeah, better is open rebuke than hidden love. Wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. What about Jesus? Because I think sometimes part of the whole Iowa nice thing is we, we think of, we kind of re, reimagine, we, we have this image of Jesus, that Jesus was just, and I get this, when folks hear that I'm a pastor, they go like, oh, you know, what kind of pastor are you? Are you like, kind of like, like Jesus, a really nice, easygoing, relaxed, you know, everything's good type guy, or are you like, you know, one of those other guys? And, and, and there's kind of this image that maybe Jesus is this you know, just super politically correct, nice guy. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> well, exactly. And so what did Jesus say? He, the, think of the words he said, you brood of vipers, you whitewashed tombs, um, you know, weaving the whip and, and clearing the temple. That's not very Iowa nice, okay? Um, but yet there are other times where, where Jesus comes alongside. I, th- I think of the woman caught in adultery and how he speaks love and truth into her life. And so sometimes, even in the church, we kind of get, we think of grace and truth, and we think of them as almost things at the opposite end of this continuum, that you you can either have grace or you can have truth, but Jesus was able to to bring together grace and truth in this beautiful, beautiful way, that there was both grace and truth, and that grace is truthful and truth is graceful, and and Jesus is able to do that. Um, I think of an example, and... um, Tim, I'm, I'm going to call you out here. So, Tim broke his collarbone. Um, so, did your mom kiss your collarbone better? <laughs> uh, did, did it work? No. <laughs> so, so and, and we get this. Sometimes we have, sometimes there's brokenness in us, okay? And it's not always um, collarbones or, or bones. It's, there's brokenness in us. Brokenness in us. And just kisses on the outside don't really help. Sometimes... We have to go in, and, and where it says wounds from a friend or wounds from a brother, um, they heal. And so you can ask Tim, he has a scar because his mom didn't just kiss it better, or maybe his girlfriend didn't just kiss it better, but, but he actually had a doctor go in and, and set it and put a plate in and repair it and heal it. And so there are times, folks, when we need to speak, and we need to maybe not kiss as much, but speak. Um, But how do we do that? How do we do that? How do we speak wisely into each other's lives? And um, one of the the commentaries that we've been using, he laid out these five points, and and I'm letting you know it's from him. I think they're awesome. I really enjoy them. I really got into them um, because Solomon lays out some stuff in terms of how do we relate to each other? How do we speak into each other's lives? How do we speak truth and conviction as well as grace into each other's lives? And so, um, here's a little process. It's super practical. You have your outlines, okay? Keep these outlines. Um, maybe summarize them. Write them on your mirror. Because I think there's these five key points that, that all need to be present. We, we need to have all of these. Um, it, these conditions need to be there. And, and, and speaking truth in people's lives depends on having all five of these, Okay? You can't just have three and go like, all right, I've got a majority here, we're going to go in. You have to have all five. Okay, so um, if all five of these conditions line up, then it is your time to speak up. Okay, so let's, let's unpack them a little bit. If you're going to speak up, 
First of all, you have to have the right word, okay? The right word. The word that you're going to speak, you have to have the right word. Uh, Proverbs chapter 2, verse 6. For the Lord gives wisdom, and from His mouth come knowledge and understanding. Folks, if we're going to speak into people's lives, we have to have God's word. And, and God's word, this is really cool. I really enjoyed this. We have God's word in terms of our Bible. But what does John 1 say about in the beginning was? And who is that? Jesus. So, so we've got to be careful because there's guys who, who say, hey, I'm, you know, this is what the Bible says. And, and they apply God's word in terms of his written word. But I think there's a little bit of distance from Jesus, and they don't apply a lot of Jesus. <laughs> they apply a lot of law and not a lot of Jesus. And so we have to have God's word, His written word, so we have to know that what we're saying agrees with God's written word, but we also have to have Jesus. We have to make sure that we have the right word in terms of Jesus, okay? So this is a great opportunity just if we're going to speak to someone, speak into someone's life check ourselves. Is this something that Jesus would say? Do you remember we had those, what would Jesus do? Little bracelets. We should have, what would Jesus say bracelets, okay? This is where we go and say, is this something that Jesus would say? Is this what God is saying? Do my words agree? Do they line up with God's word? Okay, so we have to have the right word, okay, to start with, the right word. If we're going to be speaking up, speaking into people's lives, the right word. Then it's got to be from the right person, okay? If we're going to speak into someone's life, it's got to be from the right person. Um, and so you have to ask yourself, are you the right person? Are you the right person to be speaking into this situation? Um, are you involved or are you just being a busybody? Are you just getting involved in other people's stuff? So Joel, here's this wonderful proverb that Joel, <laughs> he was like, what, how's this going to work in? It says, like one who grabs a stray dog by the ears is someone who rushes into a quarrel, not their own. Isn't that awesome? Like one who grabs a stray dog by the ears is someone, and that's Proverbs 26, 17, by the way. Like one who grabs a stray dog by the ears is someone who rushes into a quarrel, not their own. So imagine that. Imagine you, I mean, it's a great image, just grabbing a random dog by the ears, okay? And apparently Lyndon Johnson used to do this to his own dog, and there's pictures of him holding his dog up by the ears. But imagine this stray dog. You don't know this dog at all. You don't know the temperament. You don't know nothing about him. You just grab him by the ears. What's going to happen? You're going to get bit. You're going to get bit, okay? Um, and that's a beautiful image of someone who runs into a quarrel that's not theirs. And so you have to ask yourself, is this my fight? Is this my fight? Is this my issue? Am I involved here or am I running in from the outside um, just you know, into a quarrel that's not my own? Am I getting involved in an issue that's not my own? And we see people doing this. We see people, you know, we're having this discussion and folks just come in and they feel it's like their place. And it's like, you know, who are you? And or, you, know, you don't know what's going on here. So are you the right person? Is this your fight? Are you involved? And, and I think it comes down to, do you, are you in relationship with this person? Before we speak up, and speak into someone's life, I think there needs to be a level of relationship, some level of relationship. There might be times where we need to speak into strangers' lives, but I think most of the time, it's, it's based on a relationship. 
So are you the right person? So we said, first of all, do you have the right word? Do you have the right word? And is it God's word? Jesus. Is it from the right person? From the right person. Are you the right person or are you just being a busybody and getting involved in someone else's issue? Um, sometimes we can kind of look in and say, well, this person's not taking care of it and want to jump in. But we need to pray and ask God, are we the right person? And then thirdly, we have to speak in the right way. We have to speak in the right way. Um, you may be speaking truth, okay? You may be speaking truth, but, and you may be the right person to be speaking up, but if you don't do it in the right way, folks are not able to hear you. I don't know if you've ever experienced this. Maybe you've said something, and, and someone's just not able to hear you because the way you delivered it was not very gentle or very kind. Solomon says in Proverbs 15, verse 1, he says, A gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. So a gentle answer turns away wrath. It kind of de-escalates, calms things down. But a harsh word, it kind of throws fire on the, f or, or fuel on the fire. <laughs> I don't say fire on the fuel, but that works as well. It kind of lights things up, okay? <laughs> it lights things up. Um, Proverbs 24, 26 says, an honest answer is like a kiss on the lips. It's something beautiful. And so, so when we speak, we need to speak in a way that is gentle and kind and beautiful. Um, I, I've seen this many, many times, and I'm sure you've seen it. When someone comes in and yells something at you, I mean, with your kids, when you yell at your kids, are they able to really hear you? I mean, yeah, they can hear you, but, but does it, are they listening? Most of the time, not. Most of the time, they're kind of just in this defensive posture of like, oh, don't yell at me. And they're not able to hear your heart. But if we come with a gentle word, if we come in a gentle way and speak one-on-one, um, -on -one, getting onto people's level and not kind of condescending down, folks are able to hear much better. So there's a way to speak into someone's life. That way is not always an aggressive way. And, and maybe in the heat of the moment, it needs to be very directed. But there's a right way to speak. Because the way that we share really affects the message. The way that the message is delivered really affects the message. Um, I was just thinking of some examples. And if, if Jason comes to me, and, and share something with me. That it could be really hard for me to hear. The way he shares um, is, is, is very gentle, and, and I'm, I'm more apt to listen to him. Then I was thinking of another guy, and I'm like, when he opens his mouth, I'm already in a defensive posture. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I'm not sure, and God convicted me, I'm not sure I can hear anything from him. Um, just because of his, just his posture, the way he, he, he approaches me. And I'm like, so if Jason and him had to say exactly the same thing, I'd be able to hear what Jason said, but I don't believe I'd be able to hear what this person says because of the way he says it. Okay. And so it, it kind of speaks into motive and, and delivery that, that I know, I know people, when they care about me, they will speak gently. All right, so we've got five things, but we're only on number three now. now. We said right word, from the right person, 
in the right way. Now, the fourth one is at the right time or in the right circumstances, okay? Um, if you call someone out, if, if you're a leader and you call someone out in front of their peers, does that go well? Usually not. And so there is a, a setting or a, a circumstance that, and a timing that works. And so sometimes it, it's okay to wait a little bit and maybe take that person outside away from like people. You know, be careful how you do this. But you know, don't take them around the corner and beat them up. But, um, but there's a setting that is right. And so there's this, this proverb that, that I, the first time I read it, I'm like, look, I get the wrong proverb. Um, proverb twi- Proverbs 25, 11 and 12. Listen to this. It says, like apples of gold in settings of silver is a ruling rightly given. Like an earring of gold or an ornament of fine gold is the rebuke of a wise judge to a listening ear. And so I was thinking about it. I'm like, what's this guy talking about jewelry here? Like, like how do wise rulings and jewelry, what's going on there? And so, so that first image, like apples of gold in a setting of silver. So think about it. You've got these golden apples, and if you just had them sitting there, they'd look pretty cool. But now, when you place the setting of silver around it, what happens to these golden apples? Yeah, yeah. So they, they sparkle, they shine, they, they, there's contrast, they pop, is what some people say. Oh, all of a sudden they pop. It's like a, a ladies, if you have diamonds in your ring, um, if you just had a diamond set, uh, just, you know, just kind of squished it in there, would it, would it sparkle? Not as much as if you're able to set it and there's some light that can come from the bottom and shine out. So, so when we set diamonds, I, I think... It's kind of cool you go to the jewelry store and you see the same, you know, you look at the same size diamond, okay? If you've got a third of a carat diamond, okay? That one looks so much bigger and brighter than this one. Why? Because of the way it's set, okay? And so setting, in ju- for jewelers, setting is very important. You might have this massive diamond on this ring and it doesn't look as good as maybe a smaller diamond that's set well. And so this is the same with speaking into someone's life. There is a time that, that, you set, that it's set well. When, when the circumstances and the timing is right, it'll, it'll just work. It'll sparkle. It'll be beautiful. Okay? So when you read that proverb, remember, I mean, just let's read it again. Just like apples of gold in settings of silver. Beauty is a ruling rightly given. Is wisdom spoken well. Like an earring of gold or an ornament of fine gold is the rebuke of a wise judge to a listening ear. And so there's beauty there. There's beauty. Okay. So, last condition. We said, first of all, right word from the right person in the right way at the right time or the right setting, like that diamond set well in a ring. And lastly, we have to speak to the right person. And this is probably the hardest one of all of these because... We have to ask ourselves, this person that we are speaking to, are they able to hear? And, and this is where we can um, really l- get lost in the weeds here. Because there are people who might be able to hear, but we say, oh, they're not able to hear. Or there might be people who, we're not sure if they can hear or not, but we're going to tell them anyway. Um, Solomon puts it this way in Proverbs 9, verses 7 and 8. He says, whoever corrects a mocker 
invites insults. Whoever rebukes the wicked incurs abuse. Do not rebuke mockers or they will hate you. Rebuke the wise and they will love you. So folks, there are some people out there who cannot take correction, who cannot take wisdom. And, and no matter how right, you've got, you've got the right time and you're the right person, you've got the right word and you're going to say it in the right way, if they're not able to hear it, it's not right. And, and this is where we need to really pray. And, and this is why I say that prayer is the key to speaking into other people's lives. Because we need to be able to pray and, and, and make sure that we have all of this right. That the person we're going to go and speak to, that they have the ability to hear us. Not everyone has that ability. So all five conditions have to be met. All five conditions have to be in place. The right word, the word that agrees with God's word, that agrees with Jesus, with what Jesus would say from the right person, that, that you're not grabbing a stray dog by the ears and getting involved in quarrels that aren't your own in that right way in terms of being gentle. At the right setting, when, when that setting is good, it's the right place, it's the right timing. And we've got to be speaking to the right person. There are times where they're not the right person. We might have everything else right, but yeah. And so when I was thinking about this, I, I kind of looked back at some of the times I've spoken into people's lives. Uh, when they've gone well, and, and these things were all present. Now, I, I might not have been intentional and noticed that these things were all present, but they were. And I also look at the times when I have spoken into someone's life and it has not gone well and those people are still angry with me and they still haven't heard and they're still, they're still struggling and, and I'm still hurt. And often there were multiples out of these five steps that were not present, multiple things not present. So how, how do we know? How do we know when it's the right time for the right person or if we're the right person and it's not somebody else? And it comes down to prayer. Folks, when we're dealing, if, we're gonna, if we feel that God is speaking to us, we need to take a lot of time praying, seeking God's face, making sure that, that we are the right person. This is the right time. This is the right place. This is the right message. And, and we're doing it in the right motive, with the right heart, with gentleness. We need to spend a lot of time praying to make sure that we get this right. And so I want to encourage you. Um, maybe God's laying something on your heart that you need to say. Uh, please don't everyone rush at me at once. <laughs> but... Or, or, or don't, don't pick on one person all at once. Go and take some time and pray, <laughs> okay? Please, take some time and pray. But if God's laying this on your heart and, and you feel that maybe you haven't said something and, and the time has, has been right, pray. Ask God if you're the right person, if this is the right place. Um, set, set it up. And I want us to be a community that we, that we speak. And, and I think it happened this morning. Um, Deb, you, you, you bring it out in us, um, so thank you for that. 
But I think it happened this morning that, that we were able to say the right things at the right time to the right person, um, being the right person. Uh, we want our body of believers here at Crossroads to, for us not to just let people kind of drift away in their sin, but that we would, we would speak up. But we'd speak up in the right way, not in a sinful way, not in an arrogant, condemning or way, but that we'd speak up and agree with the conviction of the Holy Spirit, that our words and our actions and how we speak and who we speak to, it'd all be in line with, with the Holy Spirit and what the Holy Spirit's doing. And we want our community to be this place. And as we spoke about last week, I want each one of us to be humble so that when someone approaches us, and, and maybe they've got their timing off, or maybe they've got their, their method off, their, 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 the message is good, but it's not delivered in a good way, or, or maybe they're not even the right person. Would we be able to learn at a four out of five rather than blow up because maybe they don't have five out of five? We want our community, we want our, our body of believers to be a place where we can speak into each other's lives. And so I want to encourage you to speak Speak truthfully, speak gracefully, speak gently, speak beautifully, like that setting of apples in silver where the light catches it just right and it's beautiful. But above all, please speak to God before you speak to someone else. Let's pray. Father God, we, we are your children and you call us to speak into each other's lives. But Father, we've, we've got it wrong a lot of the time. And maybe we're fearful that we're going to get it wrong again. And so sometimes we, we don't speak up when you've called us and, and you've, you've prompted us and, and, and you've rigged everything to be the right place, the right time, the right person. You, you've, you've brought it all together. And Father, sometimes we've been disobedient, um, maybe fearful, or maybe even just plain lazy. And we haven't spoken up. Father, forgive us for those moments and those times. But Father, I pray that you would empower us as a congregation, as a body of believers, to speak wisely. Father, to, to be the right people at the right time, at the right place, in the right way, with your right words, Jesus. And, and Jesus, to speak to the right people. Would we be a body of believers that does that? And Father, as we do that, would we bathe all of this in prayer? Would we spend so much time in prayer, way more time in prayer, speaking to you than we speak to others? And, and Father, would you go before us and would you bless our community with, with wise words? Father, that we would as a body of believers, shine like those diamonds set well, where the light catches it good and it, everything is just, it's in a beautiful setting. Father, that we would be like the shining diamond in our community where people would know that they could come here and, and be loved, loved in truth and loved in grace. And Father, as, as a culture, we, yeah, we lean towards being Iowa nice, kind of being passive aggressive. And Father, would you deal with us about that? so that we could become more and more like Jesus.
in our relationships, in our community, in our body. Father, we desire to be more like your son, Jesus. So thank you for sending him, and thank you that we have the Holy Spirit in us so that we can speak to each other and grow in maturity, grow in holiness, and grow in Christ-likeness. Thank you, God, that you speak to us, that you answer us. Now we love you, Jesus. We pray this all in your name. Amen.